Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Want to get all up in here tonight? Wow. So Nothing makes me hornier than a quarantine. When I think about kind of stopping to be able to fit in my pants, and just putting weird items of food together that shouldn't be together, day becomes night, becomes day. You start deep diving on TV shows you never thought you'd watch. I think, wow, am I horny? <laughs> am I gonna? Wow, it's just. Things are really good for me right now. Hello, welcome to episode 789 from the bunker. My name is Arden Marine, and I'm. I just said to my quarantine partner that it's basically like he lives with Audie Cornish, the Audie Cornish of Bachelor shows. <laughs> I have very important work to do to go to the garage on a rainy Sunday and talk about six-year-old episodes of Juan Pablo. And the, the reporting that I'm doing turns out, so far, he's not as bad as history wrote him so far. Um, <laughs> joining me today is a guiding light through this entire process. She's our, I'm going to say she's our Bachelor North Star. The information that she has in her brain is almost frightening, maybe serial killer level, but, but, <laughs> but, but soothing and calming. It's like, even if the internet went out, this is a human Wikipedia page of Bachelor contestants past. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Lori. Hi. Hi, everyone. Lori, we've gotten a lot of uh, tweets and uh, emails about you. People feel very comforted and frightened by your level of, of aficionado. I, you've very much been appreciated. Well, thank you. Thank you. I am quite scary. Uh, <laughs> Things are working out. And with us also is a woman who... If it took a quarantine and a pandemic to bring her back into my life, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was worth it. 
I'm kidding. This is a horrible, horrible, horrible state of affairs. When is this going to end? I'm so frightened for everybody. I'm so frightened for all of you. Please, please, please stay in your houses. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, she's hilarious. She's talented. She's a comedian. She is a television writer. Her show, One Day at a Time, is killing it on Pop TV right now. There's articles about it everywhere. My friend, Erin Foley. Oh, pleasure, pleasure to be, just to be uh, not underneath my bed shaking for this next hour. Wow. <laughs> when I tell you, I sometimes I think I'm okay, and then my dreams are, I was in a school bus, I know it's so boring, I'll just tell you the highlights of two nights ago, I was in a school bus at a wedding that went off of a cliff and into the ocean, and I had to crack a window and swim out of there in formal wear into rocky waters, and I thought, Maybe I'm not handling this pandemic that well. <laughs> give me a C. Give me an O. Give me an R. Wait, dude, how are you holding up? How is it going? Um, you know what? It, it, it's it's literally minute to minute. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know how yeah. everyone in that would be like just just uh, just be present, just like live in the now, and you want to yeah. murder them immediately. Yeah. Obviously. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm literally now taking that advice. <laughs> yeah, it really is minute to minute. And it's one of those things where once in a while at night, the boogeyman comes and uh, boy, boy, is that not that fun. But then, I, you know, I'm still fighting the good fight, but I'm uh, I'm, I'm uh, you know what? I'm done with Tiger King. <laughs> I just rap. I just rap last night. Yes, so me too. <laughs> Um, Anna sent me, and Anna's here, you guys. Anna, Anna sent me the most amazing thing on uh, Instagram. Somebody made a video that morphs Peter's face with Travis's face, the ex-husband who passes away on Tiger King, and they look like almost identical. It's like the same person back and forth. Yeah, crazy. Huh. Yeah. Although Travis was so hot, I have to say. He was Boy, so hot. He was so hot. And Joe Exotic did a really good job just capturing him for a while. He was so hot. Yeah, that was uh what a I'm just you know, it was something to watch in the pandemic that I will always like I will always combine looking back in this part of history with Tiger King and the pandemic. Can I just say I've never like when I auditioned for Mad TV I was never great at impressions but I feel like I could do this. Ready? Hey you all you cool cats and kittens. I have uh you know like uh you know uh, uh Papa Rolls the Rolling Stone just gave birth to a litter of cups today and uh, I feel like I could play Carol. I feel like I could do a good imitation of Carol if I want. Hey all you cool cats and kittens. I murdered my husband maybe and perhaps I fed him to tigers. I don't know. Um I mean if you want, if you want a, a tiger to attack your feet you obviously use sardine oil. I mean come on. <laughs> Just okay, please. you fucking killer. All right. I mean, again, I, I mean, look, I know nothing about this, but in my mind, I just think guilty, guilty, guilty. I mean, truly, I'm like, oh, she totally fed her husband to the lions, right? Oh, God, yes. Tigers. Um, <laughs> also with us is a woman named Katie Levine. Ladies and gentlemen, Katie Levine. Yay! Uh, um, now, Lori, Aaron. Lori, I see you're our guide in this. Yes. I want to say this. 
I this was only six years ago, and in my opinion, the Bachelor franchise has just gotten fancier and fancier. So we are now on, I believe. So it would be in the on Amazon, it's episode nine. On Bachelor Archives, it's episode six. They, it's the New Zealand episode. For those of you playing along at home on Juan Pablo season, which is season eighteen of the Bachelor. Hope that was not confusing, but um. I can't believe So I feel like The Bachelors has gotten more and more popular. And yet, six years ago, it feels as though the travel budget was, they don't they don't start out with a shitty stop in the U.S. before they go overseas. And they he has hit so many countries so early on. And they've been great trips. What happened on the show that, so they've gone to Korea. They've gone to Vietnam. Now we're in New Zealand, all on these really large, expensive dates. Why is the why is it pared down so much, Lori? Well, you know, it, I, I am sort of amazed by the destinations. I have to say, in watching in, in watching this season, I, I forgot about it. it. But you know, I have to say that uh, the season prior um, on The Bachelor, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I believe Sean Lowe, all of their uh, filming was. Domestic, I believe. Um, I, I'm not quite sure. Outside of maybe uh, the final episodes, might have been in um, the Virgin Islands. I think perhaps there were some in Canada, but this one with Juan Pablo, they were traveling everywhere, everywhere. and that's what I, I think. What makes it particularly uh, exciting? Because I mean, who doesn't want to go to Seoul? Who doesn't want to go to Thailand? It's just, yeah. it's outrageous. It's amazing. I have to say, I preferred the dates in Korea to the dates. I didn't want to do these dates that, I didn't want to do one group date. I wanted to, there was a group date that I wanted to do, but I am very claustrophobic and I did not want to go swimming in caves or uh, climbing down into holes. In caves. Like Those are two things I didn't want to do. Oh, that's interesting. I actually made a note that we'll probably talk about that I would uh, actually like to do these dates okay. uh, as opposed to, you know, singing in front of hundreds of people. So I'm going to guess my queen, Erin, would prefer to be a backup dancer to a K-pop band than swimming through crevices. Just a gut feeling. Erin. You know, here's the thing, Arden and Lori. I've been in so many... Um, so many caves, you know, and, and, and <laughs> I've squeezed myself into so many crevices to go underneath a waterfall that I was like, give me K-pop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't want to repeat my travel. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I know my girls with me. I know my girls on the same page as me. But I did, I did love the dates, but just to back up, just to not back up, uh, uh, tag in Lori, um, Sean Lowe, in fact, um, was afraid of two things, vaginas and travel and international <laughs> travel. He was afraid of vaginas and things that were, yeah, they things that were not. He does feel like somebody that would be afraid of something outside the U.S. a little bit. Like he feels like he'd be like, you know what? I like just domestic travel. Yeah, he probably looks at like Swiss cheese and he's like, whoa, <laughs> give me some cheddar. <laughs> mild, mild cheddar. Mild. Give, me, give me some cheddar. By the way, I've eaten, as a, I've eaten so much cheese, so much cheese. So much cheese. I ordered five pounds of cheese today. <laughs> I literally ordered five pounds of cheese. I, I, I not, if you're on our Patreon, and guys, you're missing out. You're missing out if you're not on our Patreon. We've been doing... Uh, 
Love is Blind. We're almost done with Love is Blind. And then we'll be moving on from there. But I talked last week about how I've discovered when I went shopping, it seemed like all I bought, what was left was uh, Pepper Jack, which I'd never had before. And it turns out I love Pepper Jack. I am. Yeah. Ooh, it's so good. I'm never going to use the restroom again, but I love Pepper Jack. <laughs> in handy when there's a toilet paper shortage. So it's, if you want to make make it through, just eat Pepper Jack. It's so good. I've never, I've never ordered it. I've never added it to an omelet. I've never requested it on a sandwich. It's, it's so interesting because Carrie and I got in an argument over, my wife, I apologize, uh, and I got in an argument over Pepper Jack during what? this coronavirus quarantine. Who side was on, who was on I, my side? I requested the Pepper Jack, and she said, who's going to eat Pepper Jack? Dude. Apparently, Argon of the future, but and if, I am. If, I, if, we were in, if we were in a quarantine together, we could just we could just watch old Bachelor episodes and just chow, just explode out of our pants and pepper jack i might have to fight you for the pepper jack though i love it all right aaron are you into our pepper jack party there is not a cheese i haven't made love to i love cheese I've it's eaten. the greatest source and of happiness. And it doesn't happiness. go bad for so many months when I thought that no grocery stores were going to be open. And guys, we will get to The Bachelor, I promise. But I'm so lonely. I'm so lonely. This is my, this is my social hour. So please, I didn't even get to talk to like a cashier or anything this month. I'm so lonely that I can just say the last time I was out of my house four years ago, I, I saw that I thought cheese doesn't go bad for months. And I just sure. bought all the cheese. And it's. So I'm not sick of it yet. I'm not like I should be sick of it. I am getting filling out my pants. I'm not going to act like I'm not. I am filling out my pants. Whatever. Who cares? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Also, my ginger hair is growing back. So excited about that. All really? right. Yeah, I'm thrilled. I can't wait. I'm ready for it. Ginger watch. Barb is back, guys. Barb from Stranger Things. She's back. She's oh, coming. Barb. Yeah. I feel like between my pepper jack physique and my ginger hair, I can just take some kitchen shears to my hair, get some reading giant round glasses and call it a day. <laughs> Feed myself to the Demogorgon. All right. So we're coming off of this. And for those of you joining us right now, we're coming off of the episode in Vietnam where Claire has just gone knock, knock, knocking on Juan Pablo's door. And uh, she's like, Oh, I just, it's four in the morning. I just want to go for a swim. Uh, uh, and, uh, which I mean, a- AKA booty call. And then he was down to do it. And they had some real sexy times in the waves. It felt a little rough. And I thought, <laughs> danger, Will Robinson, you guys, night swimming, danger. But, um, it felt like they, the way that they were acting towards each other, like such weirdos afterwards. And he was like, we made a mistake. I have a daughter. He kind of shamed her and gaslit her a little bit. So we were discussing this on the last podcast, but just for Aaron's sake, Lori, will you tell her what you told us? Did Juan Pablo and Claire bone in the ocean for Aaron Foley's sake, please? No, they did not. I still don't believe that. No boning. I don't believe it. No boning. What? Tell me everything. Tell us again. All right. All right. So Aaron. So uh, Claire has been interviewed quite a few times, uh, actually even several years later, about this incident. First of all, um, I believe it's uh, jellyfish breeding season uh, during that time, so it would make it very challenging. Uh, But also, 
Uh, it doesn't matter. They're already in there grinding. So it's a jellyfish or not. It's not going to be right up her cooch. Yeah, exactly. Well, as far as we know. Uh, but so she was encouraged by the producers to uh, to knock on Juan Pablo's door. Sure. App- apparently, they said that he was just watching baseball and she should go get him. And in fact, he wasn't. He was sleeping. And the interesting backstory, Aaron, in case you didn't hear, was that uh, when she got to Vietnam, she was so excited because her entire life she was riddled with anxiety and had anxiety attacks. So she had never traveled outside of California, never traveled abroad, uh, or maybe it's abroad. And so she was just so um, enamored by being in this place. She was rid of anxiety and she wasn't drinking. So, uh, you know, the the other women were you know, partying it up and she wanted to just go down and feel the warm waters because she had never felt warm waters in California. So that's what she wanted to do. She asked around uh, and the, the women didn't want to go with her. Then the producer said, why don't you go walk on Juan Pablo's door? They went into the ocean. It was a real sort of, I don't know, spiritual moment for her and that she had tackled her anxiety that had riddled her her entire life. And it maybe lasted two minutes. They got out. Uh, And then, of course, that was more than two minutes. This is bullshit. This is revisionist (laughs) history. And then they and then they uh, they they got out. They went their separate ways. And, you know, and then when she watched the episode, uh, of course, it was edited in a particular way with music. And and, uh, during this time, many of the uh, Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants verified, yeah, this is, in fact, what the producers do. Uh, they had Claire's back, and she said, absolutely nothing happened. You know, we can talk about whether people felt like Juan Pablo slut-shamed her, because it certainly was a mutual he decision. Did. He did. And, uh, and anyway, so that's – and she has maintained the story consistently but over She's crazy, years. but she feels crazy. Erin, what do you think? Well, this is – confusing because i can see that happening you know like giving her the benefit of the doubt i'm not a fan of hers but i i can see her wanting to go down to the water you're up and oh go get him that sounds like a good idea of course it's a fun idea and then you go hop in the water um so i can see that totally happening but if that in fact did happen his if if nothing really happened and they just frolicked in the water for a couple minutes then his reaction was beyond bizarre you know his reaction was like they fucked in the water you know was 100 percent. we fucked in the water we we shouldn't have fucked in the water we fucked in the water on on camera on camera yeah yeah so you know or or like maybe like he gave her the old you know, I'm not familiar with slipping it in. Um, yeah, the, but, etiquette, the etiquette book of just the tips. Yeah, yeah, I think he oh. did. Maybe just the the tip. The tip went in, and she's yeah. like, "Is that a jellyfish?" Oh, Hold just on, I just, I just have just to throw up on my keyboard. That's my, that's my etiquette book. Just the tip. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, that's what it feels like. It feels that's well, what it feels like. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I would, I'm, I'm on Claire's side here. I, I feel like this is, this has been talked about so much. And also, so you have to also remember that uh, in Blen, Ben Flannick's season, 
there was an incident where uh, Courtney, the woman that he finally picked, they went into the ocean and they definitely did. Like, like I feel pretty confident that they, they did do it. And, uh, and, and Claire, she is as confused as Aaron is uh, in retelling <laughs> the story over the years because she said, she feels like the producers must have manipulated him because she said, if, you know, she doesn't know why he reacted that way because they were just in the ocean and he made it about Claire and, you know, he could have not come. So why she, she's just confused. Why to the, he didn't clarify that nothing had happened. Um, so anyway, there it is. So, we're moving on and we can come back to that, but we're leaving, we're leaving Vietnam and we're going on another great trip. We're going from Vietnam to New Zealand and we're at Lake Topo. It's beautiful. Rivers and mountains, volcanoes. Ay, 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 says Juan Pablo. I keep waiting for him to say, it's okay. I've never heard it. I know everybody says that about him. Is it coming up? I don't remember that. Well, People yeah. I say, it's okay. Yeah. I haven't yeah, heard. I just hear, okay. I, I hear, ay, 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 ay. She goes, I have eight beautiful women. We're at the Hookah Lodge. And Anna, if you would love to fill on to this, Anna and I mm. kept texting each other. And we noticed this also last episode. I guess 2014, women were super into very blousey scarves around. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Everyone. scarves. Even I noticed that. There was Everyone lot. was wearing scarves. I remember I bought one of those scarves at Target. I bought, I was like, I need a gauzy scarf. I got one at Target. But the, the look is like tank top, shorts, scarf. I had it that. make any sense. <laughs> I had that. I had that gauzy scarf happening. I went and bought one at Target. I was like, yeah. I need what does gauzy one. mean? It's sort of like a light, or like a cotton, sort of like, oh, I just got back from Morocco. Here's my sort of light cotton. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's that sort of light. Now, granted, these ladies might, maybe they bought them in Korea or Vietnam or like maybe they bought them on their travels, but all of a sudden they're all showing up in like this loose, flowy tank top and giant scarf combo. 2014, guys, we're time traveling. It's hip to have scarves and like they also loved a, they also loved, they were dressed down, which I appreciate. And they loved like a, um, like a pant and riding boot look, like a like you're going about to go horseback riding at any point. There's like a flat boot with like a like a jodfer and boot situation. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right, we're back. So the hookah lodge. Um, Cassandra misses her son. Everybody's sort of still just in sweatpants. Like nobody's really trying that hard, which I appreciate. And Claire has a dark cloud. Things blew up in her face. She doesn't get it. And Andy. Gets the date, which she's really been jonesing for. She's the last one who hasn't had a one-on-one. And he says, Andy, let's heat things up. And um, and Cassandra confides that she has her guards up. She's scared. She's um, Nobody's ever been as invested in her or her son. And Renee, who's like the therapist of the group, particularly to the other moms, uh, she felt better after. She's really making a nice connection with Renee. <laughs> So Andy shows up in her white jeans and her riding boots, and they go on a speedboat, the Reiki jet, uh, to a romantic place. She keeps talking about how she has to let go of control. She's a pretty foxy lady. Thoughts? See, they head out on this speedboat. She didn't look that into it, but she was like, all right, I'm going speedboating. What did you think, Erin? I wanted to be on that speedboat, Arden. Um, (laughs) He is super foxy. He's so hot. Um. 
Jumping back just two seconds, Please. I wrote down a couple bullet points. One, Please. Claire looked like those cat that those awesome cat T-shirts with the lasers flying out of their eyes. Yeah, <laughs> when she was like, "Things are gonna pop," and I was like, "Oh, cry, cry, coming out yes. New Zealand." Claire is crazy. <laughs> she she's like a yeah boiling you know boiling water. Like you're like, oh, making pasta. Oh, there's a bunny in it. You know what I mean? She's yes. on the verge. Yes, we're like. Ah! Like, yeah. just yeah. cray cray. She's um, going to be a great bachelorette. I can't yeah. wait. When they yeah. film it in 2022. It's going to be 44. It's going to be great. <laughs> It'll be like Cocoon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, the other thing I just wrote down was that, first of all, I didn't realize Cassandra was 22. That's Dude, she, she wasn't yet. She turns 22. It was her birthday. She was oh. 21 until the day before. No. It was oh her birthday. God. Oh and she was twenty twenty two in the Hobbit house. So she's yeah. twenty two. She has a child, and she's on a reality show like already. And it says she's an NBA dancer. It's like fucking. That's like the resume of a forty year old. Dude, it's also like when she's like, you know, I've just been all about my son. It's like, yeah, he's eighteen months old. And I would imagine for a little while the dad might have been around. Maybe like, like yeah, how could you be going out on dates? Like, like. He's oh. so young. Like, yeah, that makes – she's like, I just haven't put myself first. It's like for 18 months? Like, that's not that long. Like, yeah, it's like she – literally, it's like bad idea, jeans, Saturday Night Live. Like, everything she does, I'm like, ooh. ooh. I know. Yeah. And she's so sweet, too. So she's sweet. So beautiful. So kind. I know. Such a good one. I but, know. Um, I did just write down overall, like, that scene with Renee and Cassandra, it, it was so sweet. It was yeah. so real. They're and really- I just, like, miss these conversations. Like, I'm literally, like, you know, there's there's a couple people I don't like in the house. But, like, there's yeah. no one when they come on the screen, even Claire, that I go, oh, I can't even literally watch this woman speak. Like, the last couple like of Nikki. seasons. I don't like Nikki. I don't like Nikki. It's a pain in the ass. But it, it's still, like, she she's annoying, but she's not, like, these... She's not like Crystal. She's not like Crystal. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I don't know. I just, I I know, I can't, I honestly, God, can't remember. I keep saying this, but so I don't exact, I don't remember except for now the homophobia stuff, but let's say all that aside, um, again, the women are so great and the dates are so fun. It's the most beautiful places in the world. I'm enjoying it. I really enjoy I agree with you. Now, don't make any sounds because I don't know. I don't don't know. you. (laughs) I think Nikki wins. I'm just going to say that now. Don't make any sounds. I believe that Nikki wins. Okay. But but I, I have to say, I agree with you. I like all the women. I I actually liked him less in the beginning. I found him more cheesy, like the first two nights, and kind of grosser at first. And now he's kind of like, I don't mind one. Like, as, uh, look, he's not my type, but like, but like, he's he's certainly no worse so far than like Peter. You know, like I'd rather watch Juan Pablo. Yeah, I just I I think it's also really for me it's about the the women. You know what I yeah, mean? Like the women are great. He's not They're my great. thing, but I don't think he's acting as of right now these episodes that I'm watching. Besides, I would say my overall thing is like he doesn't ask enough questions and it's just like it's just like physical physical physical. Yeah. But you know, most seasons people don't ask a lot of questions, but like I love the women. I love these places. The dates are fun. It's every episode is so entertaining. Yeah. And I keep, you know, I'm just like, that's, 
that's what I miss the most, I think. I feel like he actually even has more. They're not a lot, but I feel like he actually has more than the other guys have lately. Like probably, yeah. He like I went like when he deals with um your girlfriend with who's your girl Charlene Charlene, Charlene. like like oh, he asks yeah. questions of her he asks questions of Renee like there's a few that he I'm like I, so far I was really expecting to really hate him by this point and I'm sure I will I'm I know something's coming but like so far I'm like this is a fun ride um so they go in and he's like okay. The boat ride stops here and they're and it starts raining and she's in a really cute one piece and they wade in and they start going into these crevices where it's more and more narrow. I just wrote down, no, I'm so (laughs) (laughs) I would freak out. It's also like like there's almost like a false on sets. Like I've I've gotten really injured on like movie or TV sets where there's this false idea that you can't get hurt because it's like getting filmed, but you still can get trapped in a crevice. Like it just looked like I don't want to. I like how do they get out of there? I just the whole thing felt like I didn't want to do it. So it was freezing. There's a tunnel between caves. He kept making sure she was okay, which he really liked. And then they got to a waterfall there where there was hot water, but they were still kind of trapped. And they kept thinking, how do they get out of there? And then they were making out under the waterfall. And she said it was the most romantic date I've ever been on under the waterfall in the squeeze. Aaron Foley, what did you think of the squeeze? Would you have been into the squeeze? You know, I I think I really would have been into the squeeze, the squeeze <laughs> because it, it look it looks so fucking cool, and I love being in water. Cramped spaces, okay, no, but you know, it's not going to be an entire mile of cramped spaces. You yeah. know what I mean? There's, yeah. and I kept thinking, like the way they shot it, there's obviously a camera guy in front of them. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm totally okay with the squeeze. I it, the thing I wouldn't have been is like I'm a terrified of heights, so a lot of the height stuff I don't think I would have been I'd be okay with. Yeah. But the squeeze, I was like, oh, you know, something beautiful. Um, beautiful is coming the two words i wrote down were um hair tie and contacts um (laughs) i i needed it's all those like action movies where you see women doing stuff and they have no hair tie and i'm like give her a fucking hair tie yeah hair tie and when they hit the waterfall and they were yeah that's when like my contacts would have flown out of my eyes and i would have (laughs) never made it back i can't squeeze with no vision yeah i gotta say like I thought they would get there and there would be like a big opening with a beautiful waterfall and they'd be in like a cenote where it's like big and open and like, no, you're still in a cave and now you're getting <laughs> pounded by water. Right. Would you have wanted to go into the squeeze? Yeah, this is my jam. <laughs> I mean, I I was into it. I I would go through the squeeze and I wouldn't mind about the cold, you know. I would, you know, maybe cart in a K-pop band for you on top of the waterfall. Oh my god. Um, oh my god, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, I mean, now here's the thing that our listeners should know about Lori and Aaron, you probably don't know this about Lori. Lori went Lori loved camp. Lori went to camp in Canada, deep in the woods, 
from the time she was a young gal and then became a counselor. She was super into outdoors, really into canoeing. She's really great at camping. So she would have probably been climbing around like a Reese's monkey, really. <laughs> Am I, is that right? You like- yeah, I, except now I'd be carting my, my five pounds of cheese on my back. Uh, <laughs> it might make it a little stinky, but you know, not quite as nimble as I used to be, but I, I still would be in it. Um, <laughs> Although, you know, I would eat the cheese under the waterfall and then I wouldn't be able to go out of the crack. Uh, I just sort of get wedged in between. I'm not sure. And they just have to wait until I sort of wither away to distract me. But, you have um, to get like malaria and like shit your brains out. Yeah. And we have to like sort of like lift you up. In a, I did take comfort that there was a cameraman that seemed to have gotten through, like, unless they had a really tiny nimble cameraman i'm like some probably you know fit muscly cameraman made it through this yeah. no it was Kristen bale but uh <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> but, so it was it was totally my jam you know but this is just a perfect example of how in the world well number one his daughter should not be watching this in the first place so i don't know why he keeps talking about his daughter I mean, watching but how is this steamy makeout with his yeah. hand on Andy's ass yeah. any different than making out with Claire in the ocean? I know. Um, it doesn't because make any sense it. to me. Because they did nah, it. Because they did it. I think they did. I think they did. All right. But I think the tip went in. I think the tip went in. I think they pulled out their etiquette book. It was the etiquette book of just the tips. Just the tips. I think a little little like bathing suit slide and there's a little tip to dip You guys are gonna hang up. Okay, wait. Lori, I'm gonna just literally text you for the next twenty four hours with just the word tip. Like I'm just the tips. Just Tips. Oh, 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 asparagus tips, asparagus tips. <laughs> yeah, no, his daughter, like she's eight. She should not be watching this. Okay, so then so then they go, they come out from the squeeze and they're at dinner, they're at a table, and she has on a necklace that was so popular in 2014. There was like a monogrammed initial necklace, and I was like, Oh, I wanted one of those. Like she was really nailing 2014 style. And uh, <laughs> And they go to dinner and they're at a table in front of a geyser that kept like exploding, making them so, I actually thought that's a, I looked at it and I thought that's where you put in the table. And like, it was just like a, a whale with a blowhole, just like shooting, (laughs) blowing, just Spraying horse snot jizz and like <laughs> earth blowhole all over their like table for two. Like, and she seemed nobody ever eats on these days, but she actually seemed like, oh, I won't be fed again. She was like pissed to miss dinner. Like, <laughs> like nobody eats. It's like prop food. I feel like it's like shellac. And she was like mad that she didn't get her lamb chop. And like, and then, and then she was like, well, we got wet and it ruined everything, but. All right. And then they go and they like make out. They like, and he goes, it's, it was really appropriate that there was explosions behind us because our chemistry was explosive. I'm like, yeah, we got this. We figured that out, dumb, dumb, party boy, fuck boy. Like we figured out explosions behind you were apropos of you and Andy. Thoughts, Aaron? Well, 
last week, I think I, I, I can't remember the sentence that I love the most. I said it was like the greatest in Bachelor history from Claire. I don't remember exactly what I said, what she said, but it's been topped. And this is the greatest sentence in Bachelor history. Quote, a geyser completely ruined our dinner. <laughs> <laughs> she was mad about that. She like, was really mad about that. She said it that. twice. She literally said, well, I mean, then a geyser completely ruined our dinner. I'm, I'm sorry that you were propped up against a geyser in New Zealand and you didn't get your fucking dinner. Are you like, you, you just sat two feet next to like a, a natural world wonder. She says the thing, and you're, and she, but she does brag about not reading books and throwing people in jail for a living. So that's appropriate reaction. She's not going to be. She didn't seem excited. She's like, I never thought I'd be in New Zealand. Almost mad about it. You're like, yeah, <laughs> how cool. Like, you look where you are. You're in fucking New Zealand. Who wouldn't want to go to New Zealand? Like, it's far and it's expensive. So most of us might not get to go. But like. I'd be it's, jammed if all of a sudden I was accidentally in New Zealand. I'm like, I know. Like, most rad. people would say, like, oh, God, like, that waiter's hair completely ruined our dinner. Yeah. Like, there, you know what I mean? Like, that, that pissed, pissed. The filet was, you know, burnt. It completely, a fucking, I'm sorry, a New Zealand geyser ruined your dinner? Throw was, yourself in the geyser. There was no part of her that was in, she was kind of ticked on the boat ticked like there was no part of her that was psyched about like this weird other landscape like she's not she feels like a rosé all day gal that's just gonna go get hammered and then go throw people in jail like like, (laughs) you know what I mean like she's gonna go like go to the mall look I love the mall don't get me wrong but like she doesn't feel like somebody's like wow let me see a geyser and I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I haven't seen lots of geysers but I bet if I saw one I'd be like that's pretty freaking rad we got like a geyser like it Yellowstone, was- Old Faithful. I oh mean, it's just- I threw up at Old Faithful as a child. I threw up at Old Faithful and Plymouth Rock. Oh, <laughs> okay. And I had a weak stomach and my driveway and a rodeo. Um- <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do oh it. Oh my god! Sorry, uh- don't you think Andy would be hard to date? Oh, for sure. Um- oh, yeah. She, I mean, she might be kind of fun, but uh, she'd yeah, be hard fun. to date uh, yeah. over a long term. But um, I'm about to sound like a creepy guy. Her little tushy, she looked cute in her one piece. She's, she's a, so hot. She is she's such a hot, hot. She's got a she's a smoke show, and 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 she was extra cute in that one piece. Yeah, yeah, no, she's she's cute. I, she was a little bit of a, a wet blanket, though, you know, and saying that the the geyser was was unideal. I think she said so. <laughs> What a dickhead. Like, yeah. So I, I, I just thought uh, the same thing that you thought. Like, why, why, why just piss on this parade when it, it was a lovely location? Yeah, it's a geyser. Yeah, yeah, it's a geyser. But, she you know, said- I, I think that perhaps her, her, the way she likes to experience nature is to, um, to hunt. Uh, she oh. has, she has been pictured with, uh, with, oh. uh, you know, a, a, a a deer and you know at this time a picture of her with uh posing with a a dead deer which you know if you're hunting for for uh your meal that's great i'm not sure if that's what she was doing but i can tell um, you that's the way she likes to experience nature katie is muted right now but i guarantee you she has just put her fist through a window i hate it (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. So I, that might be the way that, that Andy experiences me. Katie, you have right. the floor for 20 seconds. Go. No, I just think that's gross. I, I don't like any of that. Like, I mean, you know me. I'm vegan. I don't, I don't like hurting any animals ever. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I had to give you the floor. Okay, so then... So then we're back, and so she says her goal is she wants to love somebody. She wants kids. That's the number one thing she wants in her life. She can't wait to have her family. Um, and then he pulls a rose out of his coat, which was pretty cute. And then they, she asks for kisses in Spanish, and they start counting. I mean, they have good chemistry. Yeah. Can I just chime in real quick? Please. Yes. I think they have good chemistry, but I don't think they – it doesn't seem like besides kissing, they, they, they communicate easily. No. Like for me, like when they were doing the whole squeeze in the waterfall, like that is like, I don't know how you can get more romantic than that. Like that's, it was pretty amazing. Right. Like if it was two women, they'd be like, I love you. You know what I mean? Like we're done. But with her, she said, well, hopefully like today went really well, but you know, hopefully like tonight, like we'll really, we'll have a moment where we really feel it with one another. Yeah. And I was like, if you're not feeling it under a waterfall, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. then you're not going to feel it next to a blowhole. Like it's, it's, <laughs> I, I just don't think, I think they're trying, but it, it doesn't seem like, except for their chemistry, it just doesn't feel like it feels awkward to me between them. Yeah. 100%. But just wait until they get to Hobbit Town. Bah, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have Sandra's 22nd birthday. She keeps only calling him Juan. She's like, I really like Juan. Yes, Arden. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. I wrote down Juan or Juan Pablo. This is insane. Yeah. She goes, I really like Juan. Okay, wait. We're going to take a break before we get to this. Bone zone. Let's get in the bone zone, guys. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. I hope your break was great. So we're back. <laughs> He's talking about Juan, and um, they're going to go do an Ogo. Now, this is my kind of day. This is, <laughs> oh, yeah. Get me out of the squeeze and get me into an Ogo in a sheep field all day, every day. This, you want to win your girl over? Get me in an Ogo. <laughs> so I love, I mean, this is my kind of shit. This is exactly, you don't need skill. You just need a a dumb disposition that goes, I don't care about my personal safety. Let's go. <laughs> so, so we have two or so it's her, it's, she's, she hasn't told Juan yet that it's her 22nd birthday, but two or three people roll down a hill in a ball. I just wrote so fun. And then Nikki, my friend of me starts kissing him in the ball. <laughs> it could not have been more fun. I was proud of my girl. Chelsea pulling him aside, doing leaf blo- or like grass blowing. I still like her. I know she's not going to win, but I think she's adorable. Uh, Marilyn Rice Cub with blonde hair. And, <laughs> um, I just, I just thought this looks so fun. Erin, you want to go Ogo with me? Oh, anytime. So down with the Ogo. Um, if, I, if I had a hill in my yard, that's what I do at my birthday party next year. But I don't. I can, we do it off the roof. I'm sure we'd land and be fine. I'm sure it'd be fine. My body feels like it can bounce back from anything right now. Oh, my God. I can barely walk. Um, I think, yeah, I thought it was so fun. I'd never heard of it. I've never seen it. There, I have no reference point of it. No. I just, I just, the, you know, it. I did, I definitely had a moment where, um, I just missed it just like the, the pandemic then snuck in and I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, when can we do fun things again? I, I looked know. at Sarah and I was like, can we, I was like, there, there's an infinity pool and then the, yes. they're, they're going down a river. There's a waterfall. And I was like, do yes. we just sit in the bathtub and eat yes. a veggie burger? Like, what do we do? Like, how do we bring this <laughs> romance? Like it was so romantic and adventurous and amazing. Oh <laughs> I love well, that, it was, that was like a sheep farmer that had a hill. It was like, how 
how can I bring an extra income? You know, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> I can create these things. We'll make a path. We've got extra sheep while like, whether it's fallow, while the, while the sheep aren't eating this, we'll just move it around from sheep field to sheep field. And then we'll like the tourists, cause we're near Hobbit town, like the tourists. Yeah. And I will do a little Googling and see if there's any Southern California Ogo places, but the oh, let's yeah, do it. it. Let's I want do it on it. a grassy hill. I need it on a grassy hill. Yeah. Lori, what did you think of Ogoing? Have you heard of it? What What is that? Well, well, I mean, I, for, well, number one, I'm actually <laughs> currently in an Ogo because I'm really, <laughs> I'm nervous about the whole quarantining and being in contact with other people and things. So I'm, I'm in the Ogo. I've managed to outfit a microphone in here. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a little bit complicated going down the stairs, but whatever. Um, so, but I would totally do this. Yes, it is I know you totally would. my jam. I'm into it. And anybody who's not into it, I, you know, I want nothing to do with you. Yes, <laughs> me too. And I feel like I want all three of us in one Ogo because it feels like summertime sledding. It's like, yeah. because I know that we would, I'd like to race both of you. I know that three in one, we'd go faster because we'd have more weight involved. I'll keep eating the pepper jack to like build yeah. my weight up. So I can I'll bring my five Ogo. pounds of cheese. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Five pounds of cheese is a lot of cheese. <laughs> um, um, I mean, Anna's hand is up. Anna, tell us about the Ogo. Um, apparently in America, they're called Zorbs. They're called yes. Zorb Balls. Great. And there is a SoCal rental place where you can rent them. I don't want to rent it. I need a hill. I need a hill. I think you yes. have to take it to your own hill. I don't see any LA hill. Let's go to like Griffith Park. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just like start taking down anybody in our path. Yeah, let's go. Like the, we'll go to like the Barham Pass. Nobody's out anymore. We'll go take it to the top of the Barham Pass. <laughs> it'll be it'll be like uh, what is that Indiana Jones where yeah. he's like running away from the Ogo. Yeah, Apparently, we'll yeah, the, yeah, the only place to that you can go that is like a setup zorbing location is in Tennessee. Let's go. We can go to Dollywood. Yeah. Hey. Oh, we so love Nashville. Cool. Where? 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 Let's go. Um, hold on. I have to look up more info. There's only one place in the United States. Guys, uh, listeners, we we care about you podcasters. All of our careers are going to be fucked. At least we are. If any of you guys have a hill, let us know. Charge us oh, money. We'll come yeah. absorb in your yard. It's, it's called Outdoor Gravity in Pigeon Forced Forge, Tennessee. That's, that's where Dollywood is. And they say that this was invented in New Zealand. Great. Pretty well. Actually, it looks really cool. If you Let's look go. it up, there's Let's video go. of them like like rolling you up on a weird like uh, oh, what it, it says send, like. Can you send us a link. Send us a yeah, link. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you a link. Wait, right now. Anna, are there any are there any post Zorb photos of people with broken necks in hospitals? No, no, they don't no. show that. Okay, no. on their right. website. That's what I would. Do. We should try to do a live podcast near Dollywood, and then go to Dollywood, which is supposed to be amazing, and then go to the Zorb Gravity. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I missed you guys on fun. I miss fun. I'm I into it. I'm into it. it. Okay, 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 okay. Great, great. Really good work, you guys. So then they go to Hobbiton, Hobbiton, the Lord of the Rings location, and um, Juan, Juan likes Renee, and he goes, I like Renee, it just keeps getting better, and he goes, you and Cassandra, you guys are my special ones, the moms are my special ones, and I thought, 
it's getting a little cult leadery. It felt a little bit like Doc Ansel on uh, the Tiger, <laughs> Tiger King documentary. It's a little Doc Ansel. Like, it's a little like, you are my special wives that I like because you are the special breeder wives. Like, I didn't like that. But then he had, I'm also noticing he has a camera. It's still just like he pulls out like an elf camera. And he's like, let's get a picture in front of the Hobbit house. But boy, is Renee adorable. He loves how she lights up when she talks about her son, Ben. She is darling. Lori, what do you think of Renee? Oh, my God. She's so adorable. I don't even know what to do with her. I mean, that first it started with the heartfelt real mom talk with Cassandra. She's always comforting people. She just seems really cool. And she's cute. Um, so yeah, and, and everybody knows that Hobbit Town is a place to get the tip in. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I, I think it's it's really looking good for her. Great. Uh, what do you think of Renee, Erin? She's she's super dreamy. Renee is so great. Um, I don't see them together. No. You know, but sparkly um, eyes. I bet she's. I bet she's actually met a nice gentleman in the last six years. I bet she's. Somebody with super sight, and she's happily paired off in St. Petersburg, Florida, living her best life. Yeah, yeah, because she's such a she's such a good egg. Like she's, she's so such fun. a. I just sounded like an eight year old when I said good egg, but I, I, I uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan, and and I liked how people were. Some of these women were totally geeking out for like Hobbitland, which oh was so great because it was so cute. Yeah, if Sarah wasn't here. Um, I would just be like drunk watching Lord of the Rings and like Hobbit and Star Trek for like 17 hours a day, just drooling. So it it, it was, it was, it was super fun. No one did any Shire jokes, which of course it was begging for it, but, um, I'm not as familiar. I've seen all the movies, but I don't really know much. But I got to tell you, even though it's like not totally my thing, I was still so excited to be in Hobbit and I thought I need to go there. Didn't you think that? Oh, God, yeah. I love shit like that. I love it. By the way, if you ever come to L.A., I think the Universal Studios tour is so fun. I did it a couple years ago with my brother and my mom and my nephew. Like, I did it as a child, but you really get to see sets and sound stages. It's so fun. I love all that shit. Side note, I'm looking. I'm in the podcast studio right now. Sandy Christensen is one of our uh, listeners, and she sent Anna and I mugs. One of them says, you make me want to forgo my individual room. <laughs> oh, my God, that's amazing. It's so good. I'm keeping that one. And then Anna says, ready for my ITM, which is the in the moment, which I know Anna was all excited about. She loves an ITM. But uh, thank you, Sandy Christensen. She has a... She has a shop on Etsy called Say It on Swag. Just giving her a shout out. If you guys need your own, forgive, forgo your individual room. You can get it from our listener, Sandy Christensen. Thanks for mailing us the mugs. Okay. So then he pulls uh, Nikki aside and Nikki goes, I'm totally falling for you. It's scary for me. And then they had a bad kiss. I don't like Nikki. I think she's an asshole. She goes, I mean... Like when she was talking about like, oh, I, you know, if I was on a group date, would I be worried about not getting a little rose? I mean, obviously I get the rose. I always get the rose. Like she's so off-putting. She's nice oh. when she's with him and she's so just awful on her own or with the other women. Erin, Nikki, thoughts? I 
I found that moment to be like, wait, is that a is that a joke? But you don't have any sense of humor, so you tried to pull it off and no, it just tanked. No, or just is sucks. she literally such a fucking idiot? Like, she sucks. She's just it's just weird to have someone like she has an amazing profession. She's super cute. She's got yeah. a lot going for her. She's yeah. smart. She, like I, I just was like, I want to really like her. Of course. And when I see of her, course. like before she starts talking, I'm like, oh, cool. Like I don't know. I, I, she just seems like a really like good contestant. Like you know what I mean. And then she'll, she just is a. She's a, I think really truly she's like a miserable person. And yeah. like why I know. He's like a hot blonde who's a fucking nurse. Like he's a hot awesome. blonde baby nurse. Like that's rad. Why? Yeah, he, it's so he rad. Like, he a little bit of like even fake humanity to the other women. Like so, because I actually believe she really loves her job. I believe she likes helping people. So why don't you take some of that energy and like be a person with the other women in the house? Like you don't yeah. have to be a dick. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna. Plug it along. So Charlene has a lot of questions. She wants to feel more confident. And then he kissed her right out of the gate. She goes, wow, you cut right to the chase, don't you? Um, and then and then she goes, how do you think I'm feeling? He goes, great, great. He's like, she's like, oh, that's right. He goes, I get you. She said, well, this process is inorganic for me. Um, I'm just... Uh, I just have a question. And again, their kissing styles do not seem compatible. Mm-hmm. I don't think they kiss the same way. Thoughts on our girl, Charlene, from the previews, it looks like she's about to pull the old ejector seat and rock herself right out of this competition. <laughs> 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 she, she's taking a barrel roll out of the car here. Yeah, uh, she's got it looks that the, way uh, at least. The Ogo, the Ogo, and she is rolling her way back to the States. Oh, Charlene. Yeah. You know, she, I felt like she initially recoiled when he, uh, when he actually went in to kiss her. Yeah, she didn't um, like it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, the, the only thing I really noted with this scene was that, uh, he told her how she felt <laughs> that he well, said, you're feeling great. I understand you. Um, well, she asked, he, she said, how do you think I'm feeling? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he so does not understand how she's feeling clearly uh she's way above his thinking grade but uh you know it, it they still have good chemistry um i appreciate the complexity of her character Me too. but but yeah they 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 are a bit awkward together even even though they have chemistry which seems like that shouldn't go together but but they still have but some their kind of kissing styles are not i don't like watching them kiss like he and andy they seem to be compatible he and charlene she looks like it's, there's like a guppy quality to the two of them. It's like, what is happening here? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then Cassandra, it's her birthday. She says, Juan, <laughs> I respect you so much as a dad. I've been closed off. I've devoted all of my love on Trey. I've been happy and content, but I have love to give to a very special person who's very genuine. And he goes, uh, Lori, you, do you know that my college roommate, Kelsey told me the first night that we lived together, quote, I'm not like you. I have a lot of love to give. (laughs) And I thought, I thought I'm right here. You just said that to my face. And then she would steal my clothes all semester. Well, we know. Well, yeah, we know how it all ended. Exactly. I'm not like you. I have a lot of love to give was said to my face. She was like a couple of glasses of wine in and said it's my face. Oh, that's Um, not nice. It wasn't nice. I'm not like you. 
I have a lot of love to give. Anyway, um, he goes, my, the moms are special. And um, he gave Charlene the group rose. And, and then Cassandra, he goes, hey, can I? So the moms look really sad that they didn't get the group rose. And he goes, Cassandra, can I talk to you? And then they go, oh, he's probably telling her happy birthday. It's like, mm, is he? So then he goes, you are one of my special ones. I'm Doc Ansel. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking a lot. You're gorgeous. You're funny. You're nice. I wish we were on the same chapter. I don't I actually thought this was classy of him. And he said, I don't want to have to make, make you wait two more days to see your son. Um, uh, you know, I this is like, I just... And she goes, I want love so bad. I've been waiting so long for somebody to find special. It hurts to go home. And then he was walking along the ridge with a with a, an umbrella. And then he, there was a song playing, Mystic Music, Cosmic Harmony. And then he was, and then he walked back alone. And they were all like, oh, he's alone. He's alone. I actually thought it was nice of him to take into consideration to let her go when he realized she wasn't it. Aaron? Yeah, completely. I think there's like two sides of him, right? And I think there's like this fun, um, I wrote down with all the dates, with all the, like the group dates or the group conversations, whatever, with all those women, he literally is like the ultimate seducer, you know, yeah. like that yeah. moment with Charlene, it's like, she's so smart and she's otherworldly and she's way, you know, they're on different planets and he just like seduces her. Like she just, yeah. whoa, cause he's super, super hot in the accent and like the, the daughter, he, you know, he's just, he's got that, you know? He, he whisper talks. He's like, hey, yeah. You know, I so it's. I my daughter seeing this. No, no. Yeah. 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 So he, it's got, he's got like that in him, which you totally like, oh my God, you're such a player, such a ladies man. But then I do think that he is handling a lot of these situations with the women, I think completely like good. Like I, I, I don't, yeah. I, up to this point, I, I don't see any behavior except for the Claire thing, which we'll get to, I'm sure. Um, that was like, huh, you know, because yeah. I, I thought that was like really classy what, yeah. what he did and what he should have done. And it's like when he let go of that woman who got really drunk at like that pool, rooftop pool. Yeah. And she, like he, he's handled things pretty well so far. Lori. Well, I don't know if I'm going to if I'm going to describe this uh, in a way that you understand, uh, because he to me seems like a weird, flirty cartoon character. His, his, <laughs> game, his game is so odd to me. So he'll do things like, for instance, he'll stick his butt out slightly like, I don't know, like a Tyrannosaurus Rex with his, <laughs> his hands up uh, in front of him. And then he'll do this sort of like batting his eyelashes and lifting one shoulder up. And yeah. you know what I'm talking about? And then you can just see sort of the hearts float from his, yeah, from his like, head. And he'll, like, he'll bat his eyes. And he does he does these really sort of strange like cartoonish. Like yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like exactly like Pepe the Pew. Exactly. So that that game is a little bit odd to me. Um, but you know, I, I'm glad that he let Cassandra go. I thought that was kind, you know, happy freaking birthday. You know, she, <laughs> she said that, you know, she's so happy that Juan Pablo was equally invested in Trey as he was her. Well, clearly he wasn't. Oh, um, and so goodbye to Cassandra. He said after the yeah. fact that he didn't know that it was her birthday. Um, so that was a surprise to him. But yeah, his game is a little bit like Pepe Le Pew. Thank you, Arden. 
So then he goes, last two, Claire got a one-on-one date. Last week, I got in big trouble with Claire. I'm just figuring out my boundaries, which makes it sound like just the tip happened. He goes, oh. uh, so she shows up in the same outfit that Andy did, boots and jeans. And then she kept saying the phrase, makes me want to crawl back in my turtle shell. There's been a lot of turtle shell analogies. I find Claire a little crazy. Um, and they go on a picnic. And he goes, I was worried. You felt so sad today. He goes, I want you to feel comfortable. I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. And then she goes, look, I don't know why. I just wanted to go in the ocean and swim. Why didn't you say no? And he, Which is a very good point. And he says, I know. She's so excited to do it. If I say no, she will be devastated. And then, which is crazy. And then she says, look, this is about how I feel too and what I want. I need answers. What are our boundaries and where are they? And he goes, well, never hold hands in front of Camila. We never spend the night. And she goes, well, did we do anything inappropriate on that aspect? Well, it's four in the morning, going to the ocean, swimming and kissing the ocean. It didn't feel right to me. And then, and then he says, I don't want you to cry because of me. Promise you won't cry. And she goes, well, I don't make me sad. And, uh, all of it felt very manipulative because he wanted to go get his rocks off, and then he did, and then I believe he shamed her. Lori? Well, I, I feel <laughs> like this conversation just uh, actually verified what my feeling is and that nothing happened. Uh, he, he was, a, I felt like a complete jerk during this scene. She's completely right. Yep. He absolutely needs to apologize. Apparently, Chris Harrison even warned him prior to having that conversation with Claire, like, don't go there. You're going to slut shame her. Yes. And, you know, the producers uh, got to him. I thought it was weird that he asked her not to cry. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So she was completely on the right here. What did you think, Aaron? What did you think, Aaron? Yeah. You know, when you give when you give Juan Pablo or Juan um, <laughs> uh, a little bit of rope, then he starts to like hang himself. You know what yeah. I mean? You're like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. He's, this is his process. This is him trying to connect and this is him trying to explain and it's awful. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. oh God, no. So here comes He's the first gaslighting. huge, yeah, red Gas- flag for me, you know? Real gaslighting. Real he- gaslighting. He caused it. And you're right, Lori, like that did make me think because she was just, that is sort of real time. And she was just like, what, what did, what did we do? So- that that scene now revisiting it it did made me feel like maybe you know maybe the tip was on her thigh you know he <laughs> uh, <laughs> didn't feel shaming like very hot. yeah like it was shaming. her fault I'm like yeah. whatever buddy yeah I agree so then um and then he was probably on Pornhub and she interrupted him and then he was pissed. <laughs> he was like, all right, let's do this. He goes, I need to know more about her. And she goes, he really assured me. Um, and, um, and then she said, you know, normally if there's any conflict, I would bolt. And he was like, what? And then she goes, I liked it. He took it like a man and made it right. And then she goes, the way you talk about your daughter, you protect her. If you did that, you'd be the father of my children. And he was like, oh, I, I just wants to get women pregnant. I really think he goes, oh, I like to listen to you. And she goes, I like casual, comfortable, not formal, fancy dinners. He goes, let's get sweatpants on you. And then she put on the hammer pants. 
And then he was, he goes, he goes, oh, I get so hot talking about Claire. Oh. And he put on the rose, gave her the rose, and they played a slow dance. She's like, oh my God, he remembered. He remembered. It's my song. And uh, you know, when you see couples and you're like, I want what they have, I want what I have. Oh. <laughs> and, and they have good sexual chemistry. He just clearly just, he feels like he just wants to like, grind her like that's what he's like super horny for her Aaron yeah yeah um I did like the sweats me too I thought that was cute me too. um again yeah. not a fan really of either of them but they're I like them together you know pretty much if I me you too. know me too. I, I was like they're I actually like sweet. well yeah. matched yeah, I thought they were kind of well matched. I I don't, you know, it'll be good to sort of see more from him and her every week. But I did like the sweats. I thought that was again like something really sweet and some sort of like this is this could be real life. Like it just again, yeah. it just I keep writing down like I wish we had seasons more moments like that, and it felt like actual real people trying to connect some kind of way. I agree with you. I feel like the show, and I don't know if it's because of Instagram or like people being able to become influencers and people just trying to get to paradise and trying yeah. to build their brands. But like, I feel like the show, this feels more real. And like I'm really watching it's, it's, it's a better show. Yeah. I'm really enjoying this. The highlight of my quarantine guys. And <laughs> you're up against pepper Jack. So I'm just saying that. <laughs> uh, so, um, so then they go to, um, they're at the Punoy Lodge, and she goes, I don't want to hurt anyone. And, and Katie, your photos are out on the Pier 1 dresser that they imported from America, the frame photos that they wanted, that they used to do that you pointed out. Uh, Lori, <laughs> when did they stop doing all these photos? Oh, you might have stumped me here. Um, you know, I... I, I guess I just never realized that they phased them out. I mean, I guess I knew that they were phased out, but there have been so many parodies as well of The Bachelor that I remember, you know, there was Burning Love where they would look at the pictures. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I mean, clearly it, it had to have been somewhat recently. I do, I, I do think that the, the caressing the pictures was of a previous era where, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you, you pick them up and caress them. That might've been, I don't know, five years prior to that. Uh, hopefully when we watch uh, some of the previous seasons, we'll be able yeah. to, to figure it out. But I, I don't like I, your style. I don't recall offhand. Um, let's take a break and come back for the rose ceremony. <laughs> you but things are getting so hot in here i think i gotta take a pee break this is neil strauss host of the tenderfoot tv true crime podcast to live and die in la i'm here to tell you about the new podcast i've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half it's called to die for here's a clip all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, 
a military-trained seduction spy, reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and we're back. Okay, so he's got photos. And this is when Chris Harrison used to play like the uh, this sort of like leave it to beaver dad. And it's sort of like, well, you've got six women left. And, uh, you know, and he has a chat. And oh, and this, and then he, Chris Harrison comes in. And then he comes in. He goes, I don't like it when you're quiet. And then he pulls. He, he There's like porn music. And he pulls. Nikki aside and he goes, Oh, ha, ha, I'm wearing pink underwear. And then she says like, Oh, I like you a lot. And he goes, what does a lot mean? Oh, like that. I couldn't with that. Mm. She says, I want my forever, my partner, my happy ending. And then Renee goes and chats with him and she's a single mom. It's nerve wracking. And, uh, you know, whenever she speaks about Ben, um, he had her eyes glow and he's hypnotized so it really comes down to being between Chelsea and Kat. And um, Chelsea kind of had diarrhea of the mouth and pulled him aside. She was like, you know, I was with a guy. And I was with him for like a few years. And like, I was like, what do I want? And I want to be with him. And he wasn't on the same page. So I was like, buddy, you got to get out. And then she's like, and, and, <laughs> and then Kat pulled him aside and was like, I've been journaling a lot. And just as a reminder, I'm not just fun. <laughs> I also have a raging alcoholic dad. <laughs> and so... It's hard with the dad growing up. I, 
I've been disappointed with men. It's hard for me to be forward. My dad wasn't there for me. Um, oh. I remember when my sister was crying and my dad was passed out and I go lie in my sister's crib to comfort her. And, uh, and I thought, again, the trauma bond this early on, you really oh. told him, you don't need to use this Oof. as your like seduction. This, is, can't, this doesn't, he knows. You don't need to tell him right now about this again. He's already been told. And I had a gut feeling. I kind of knew that he was going to keep Chelsea. What did you think, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, read the room. You know, it's, it's, it's hashtag voter killer. Like you're, this is last grasps, you know, the relationships are stronger. So again, like I feel absolutely terrible that she went through this with her father. She seems like really fun. Like I really actually like her. Me too. And I'm like, Um, oh honey, go find an Al-Anon meeting. There's help. There's help. There's different outlets. And I tell you, when you've got 30 seconds before a rose ceremony, you can't be like, and then the car was on the front lawn, you know, like yeah. you just like yeah. you, you gotta, you gotta keep it light. Yeah. So if I'm, I'm picking Chelsea or Kat and I know eventually probably both are going to go. I cut, I cut, you know, I, I gotta, I can't, I can't sit through, I, I hate to say, it, but I can't sit through one of those, like, you know, I'd rather throw myself in the fire conversations. I'll go with chatty Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I might I go know. for drunk. I might go for drunk dad, to be honest with you. Really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if they're both going, you know, keep, keep drunk dad around for a little while. You know, yeah. I, I, I feel like, you know, poor cat and her drunk dad sounds like Christmas time at the Marine and Lori households. But, I know, trust me. You know, exactly. now she gets to be disappointed by one more man. But the one thing that I was yeah. really, I, I, in my notes, all I have is the fuck, uh, was <laughs> when he was talking to Nikki and they had that conversation was like, how much is a little? How much is a lot? I a little, a lot. How much is, it was like, who's on first? What the, what the hell was that about? No, I was what, watching what it was that? and I thought this, and you know, she's my least favorite one in the house now. I thought she thinks she's so clever and killing it right now. I know. And I just yeah. thought. The like little twinkle of like, ah, uh, it is the who's on first. Like I'm nailing this. And I thought, <laughs> you're so lucky you're a hot nurse. Like you're just, because you're, it's, give me drunk dad. At least Kat was fun at a party. Yeah. I mean, I have oh, no idea what that was about. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea what it was. You know, I would dance with, with uh, Kat Kat's all a night fun long. Kat's Chelsea's a, fun a sweetheart and I love Chelsea. You know, I like my Ohio girl, but, no, me too. but you know, if I'm going for chatty Kathy trapped yeah. in a corner with chatty yeah. Kathy and yeah. drunk cat, who's doing some dance moves, I'm going to pick the dance moves. And let me ask you to say for those listeners out there, Lori and I, if I may speak freely, Lori, we both have drunk dads, so here's what I want to say. <laughs> I'm not shaming. My heart goes out to her, and I want to give her a big old hug, and I'm like, oh, my God, I, that poor thing. It's also knowing where to take that information because it is a delicate, vulnerable piece of information. Maybe don't take it to Juan Pablo in the Bachelor Mansion. That's just awesome. <laughs> not, not, not when you've only talked to him once. You know. Go, yeah, go work on yourself. It's already established it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's already been established. Party of three, drunk dad right here. Party of yeah. three. Yeah, everybody. But, like, you, 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 you piecemeal it. Last yes. week, it was always like, okay, I guess you have to, like, you know what I mean? But, like, then you come back next week after basically not seeing him, and you're like, I'm going to double dad on the drunk, double down on the drunk yeah. dad. Don't you know double I mean? down. Yeah. So that's, that's, you know, 
I, I actually really like her and I would, we would all yeah. be friends with her. I just, I'm going to tell you, drunk dad, funny daughters sometimes. Oh. Yeah. Drunk dad, funny daughters. Yeah, I think so. We got three for three right here. Hilarious. Three for three, drunk dad, funny daughter. And put some calluses on the soul. On the next um, episode of Drunk Dad, Father, funny, funny daughter. Is every female comedian on earth. Yeah. <laughs> every female comedian. Okay, so then so then Kat leaves and she goes, this it was not my favorite exit sentence. My whole life I've been told, how great I am, what a catch I am. And yet here I sit. I thought, let somebody else say that about you. Like, I've never declared I'm such a cat. Like, like, well, everybody tells me I'm such a catch. Like, I don't know. I just feel like wanting to say I'm so disappointed. I believe in myself. Not I've been told, but it's like, I know I'm a catch. I've worked really hard to become a catch. Like, I hope my, I don't know. I just felt like everybody tells me I'm the best and yet I'm alone. I don't know. I had a but problem with that. That felt real. That actually felt very real to me. Like yeah. that's the same version of like the nice guy going home and not getting the girl, you know? Derek, Derek. Yeah. Derek. Yeah. Cat's you know that I, I think that's you know a catch. I, did I tell you I had drinks with Derek in New York in January? When my Are you? Oh, what? I love Derek. I love Tav. Why love was, Tav. why did you not call me immediately? I don't even, I don't even, because I feel was like coronavirus cool? was about, he was great. He was adorable. Okay. Sweet of course he was. Is he dating anyone? Uh, no, no. We I need to get to the bottom I, of why he was engaged to Taylor. I, I, I'm so perplexed question. by that. You know, oh, I don't, great. I don't know him well enough. And then he was supposed to do the podcast with me, with Michelle Collins, because um, I did it in New York when Anna was there and then he had to work. Hello. <laughs> He has actually has a job. He actually is like a trader or something. He has like a yeah. real job. Yeah. Um, um, so then Charlene, she starts weeping when Kat leaves. She's weeping. She feels guilty. She goes, I see other girls suiting him better. So they find out they're going to Miami. And she goes, I don't want to hurt one, Pablo. I'm going to give it one more week. I'm going to see if uh, he's like right for me. If not, I'm going to leave. And then there's a tag at the end of a sheep poop fight and he loved that Renee picked up the poop and threw it oh. at him and um and there we go there's four more scripted episodes like there's four more action episodes and then there is a after the final rose and a women tell all that's where we're at in this competition it's just shorter season than it used to be although all the filler up top made it seem longer okay you guys you please, oh, we appreciate if you guys subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review or a rating. We love hearing from you and it really helps us. Here's a recent review. This is five stars, best medicine for depression. No longer depressed. Oh my God, that's great. Having had depression in my life, anytime somebody feels better, I say 15 gold stars to you. Um, last year, both of my parents passed away. I'm sorry. Um, I hear you and I'm sorry to hear that. I went through a divorce and relocated to a town where I didn't know anyone and Arden's podcast literally saved my life. I tell everyone I know about the magical powers of laughing along with this podcast of characters. So if you're having a tough time and let's face it, who isn't right now, then take the time to listen in on these hilarious, warm-hearted, and original conversations. You can't stay depressed with Arden and her friends keeping you company. Well, thank you, No Longer Depressed. I mean, I have to say that's part of I love doing this podcast and you guys all mean so much to me. And I know like 
I know personally last year, like life happens, but like that we're all, you know, and right now in the world out there, but to have a little community and a little nonsense distraction, it really has helped me very much. I mean, I do this selfishly just as much to cheer myself up. So it, and it means so much that it connects with anyone. So I very, very much, I appreciate that. So thank you so much. And you can email us at rosepodcast at gmail.com. And again, thank you to all the wonderful people who have pre-ordered my book, Little Miss Little Compton, which is coming out in September. If you send a screen grab of your receipt to rosepodcast at gmail.com, I'm going to be, I've already sent out 10 t-shirts, but I'm going to make, I'll put it up. I'll I'll have a photo soon. I'm going to make a custom puzzle and and pull out uh, some people and send some presents out. But um you know, I'll be able to do more when I can actually go to the post office. But so you can also just send us some emails. So here's an email from Bike Tart. W-Y-A-T-F is saving my sanity. Dear Arden and cohorts, I've been listening to podcasts since the early days when all we could get were Mark Marin and This American Life. I have never, ever written to a host. Aww. That's nice. I've been watching Bachelor since first season. Yes, I'm old. No, you're not. You're fabulous. During Pierre's season, I discovered Will You Accept This Rose? And I loved it immediately because these cray-cray days, I get a little ridiculous thrill when your new episode drops. Your laughter, sharp barbs, and excellent choice in friends make me goofy happy. Arden, you're better than Xanax. I give you all the remote hugs and air kisses. Thank you for being my most essential service. Bike chart. Oh, I can't tell you how much that means to me. Like, I really, I love all you guys. And I, and I just hope all of you, I know it's a hard time. My, my, my mad respect to everybody out there that still has to go to work and, and anybody that has to leave the house. And for all you parents out there that are suddenly homeschooling and, you know, everybody's just doing the best they can. And if this can be a little distraction, like, you know, that's why we wanted to keep going. Like, this is the least we could do to stay connected in the world because, like, at some point this too shall pass. And I just hope everybody's safe and sound and the loved ones are safe and sound at the end of this. So so thank you for helping me through this, too. Ladies, where can – I mean, I can't thank you enough for going on this love journey with – quarantine love journey with myself. Um, Anna, Katie, did you enjoy this episode? Yeah. Uh it was it was cool to see them in um where was it was it uh shit what is that place called <laughs> i forgot the country they were in new zealand new zealand, zealand. there i kept wanting to say australia i was like the uh, the one near it um it was cool i i thought he seemed like he was having more fun the claire thing was a huge bummer i feel like he's finally starting to um go a little downhill for me like his that whole thing when you were like stop crying stop crying don't cry i don't want you to cry you will never cry for me it's like let her cry the situation sucks you're slut shaming her to her face like now she has to like walk back and face all the other women and keep your secret yeah yeah would you have gone in the squeeze i think you would you would i I would have yeah that seemed like a cool that feels like Tana. Tana, I feel like all, I like that all my girls are a little braver than me. I'm brave in the thing like the, I'm brave in something like, um, like the Ogo. I'm brave Ogo style. I'm not brave crevice style. <laughs> yeah. Katie, it definitely would have been tough though. That, it looked very claustrophobic. I would have, I mean, I would have freaked 
out in a bat. Like I remember as a child going to the Exploratorium in San Francisco and they had like a thing you could climb through. It was like a tactile thing. It was like a maze. Oh my God. I loved that. I said to my brother, I freaked out. I, I lost my, you had to go through alone. I lost my shit in the middle of it. And they had to send somebody in to rescue me. See, I'm claustrophobic, but that never bothered me. But like when I did birthright, we went and we were doing, um, spelunking and, uh, it was like, they were like, yeah, we're going to go through this underground tunnel system. And I like looked at the opening, which barely seemed big enough to fit me. And I like had a full on fucking panic attack. And so did a few other people in our group. And like five of us stayed back. And when everyone else got out, they're like, oh my God, that was the most terrifying thing I've ever fucking been in. There were parts where like, you you were just like shimmying your body. And I like, I'm getting like sweaty thinking about it. Like I can't even think about it. It makes me so upset. But I I don't know that I might've done that. The squeeze, you would have done the squeeze. I might've, I don't know. It didn't look as tight, you know? Oh my God. I just wanted to say that Anna, I just clicked the link that you sent to all of us at the outdoor gravity park. It looks yeah. so fun. We it need does. to go. I like, I look, I looked at it too. And it's funny. It says it's not closed right now because uh, they use oh chlorine God. and chlorine will kill viruses. And I was like, I don't oh my think God. that's, um, <laughs> I, just love to go into the I just did a screen grab for, I just did a screen grab for, uh, for Lori and Aaron, you get, it's going to come through in a second. Um, where can people find? Oh, look how fun that looks, Aaron. Wait, it's about to go through. Look how fun that looks. Look how fun that looks. Oh. Ready? We gotta go. Oh, yeah. we have That's to good. Go. I'm in. I'm and in. Tennessee's a great state too. Okay, um, Aaron, where can people find you? Um, I'm going to be in my house all week. Um, Great. I'm probably going to, um, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to write. I'm going to put pants on. And uh, things on Instagram. Uh, Instagram is Aaron K. Foley, I believe. Yeah. I'm just doing dumb Instagram videos. And, Are you Aaron uh, Foley comic? Are you Aaron Foley comic? At Aaron K. Foley oh, on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, you guys, you follow me on Instagram. I keep losing followers. I, I keep losing followers. Artemarine, A-R-D-E-N-M-Y-R-I-N. Aaron, I'm on your website right now, and you look really pretty. Um, you, can, <laughs> you can pre-order my book, Little Miss Little Compton. And if you send me a screen grab at your receipt to rosepodcast at gmail.com, I'm going to be sending out some fun puzzles and stuff. And when this pandemic ends, I'll be get back to like bigger things that I can subscribe to the uh, post office and do. And then um, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, Lori, thank you so much for joining us. Anna. My please. pleasure. Anna, Katie, where can people find you? Uh, I'm just at Anna Hosni on Twitter. I'm at KT underscore money on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, Uh, Argon. Yes. Can I just say something real quickly? PSA, people do not do any sort of uh, socially distanced uh, yoga parties on your block or cocktail parties. Just stay the frickin' doors unless you have to go to the grocery store or you're hiking alone and wear a cloth. Yeah, and wear not an N95, but wear a face covering. And when you go out, uh, there's a lot we still don't know about this, but now's not the time to be social with others. We love you, and this is so much fun, and I'm so happy to have this escape with you all. Yes, I uh, look forward to this every week, you guys. 
You ladies, we love you, gals. We love you so much. We, I'm available next Sunday if you guys are. And uh, so well, I'll wrap this up now, but um, I just love you and I thank you. I'm going to not turn my computer off. I'm going to run to the bathroom. But um, I just, it, honestly, it is, I'm not even kidding. It's the highlight of my, it's the highlight of my week. You guys, we love you. We'll be back next week, and we're going to continue the journey with Juan Pablo. Thanks for being there. Katie, take it away. Oh, yeah. Going to get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV... This is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.